Hi everyone, welcome back. My name's Nick Rafferty. I'm COO and co-founder of SureCloud. I'm joined today by Nick Hayes, who's our Director of Cyber Solutions. And we're going to talk about something that's extremely topical today, being cyber warfare. So I'm going to kick things off with, why is cyber part of modern warfare? Thanks, Nick. So, yeah, I guess traditionally you would expect warfare, as we see on the TV and on the news, quite regularly, is the, the troops heading into you know a country, a region, or wherever that might be, wherever the target is. But actually these days, and, and it's a, a term was coined in, in and around 2007, called hybrid warfare. And hybrid warfare was a, a piece done as a response to the chaotic conflict that happened in Iraq and in Afghanistan and places like that, where different tactics and techniques were starting to be used and starting to be seen. Cyber forms a huge part of that, actually. So there, there are operations and cyber operations that will go on constantly in the background between nation states. But ultimately, what cyber warfare boils down to is one nation state attacking the critical infrastructure or anything that underpins another nation state to you know give a leverage to them and uh, to allow them to disrupt that that um that country or that that operation and, and ultimately you can see it from a point of view of a an attacking country right they don't need the troops on the ground they don't need the billions of dollars worth of, of military equipment etc that's going to be coming back in three you know multiple pieces and and, and things like that and then the loss of life it's actually a bit less of an impactful um, operation from their point of view. So at, the, at this point in time, it does form quite a large part of what you actually see happening uh, on the news. And there is a, another stream of it happening in the background as well, um, is, which is what we mean by, by cyber warfare. So why should businesses be concerned about cyber warfare? Okay, so there's a good link up here between the, the average business in the street and a nation state. So... If we think about the things that underpin an economy, underpin a country, um, so you've got things in there such as critical national infrastructure. So the obvious ones that spring to mind would be things like energy and utilities, so things like energy transmission, energy generation, so nuclear power plants, gas power plants, that kind of thing, oil rigs, etc. Things like utilities like water treatment works, that kind of thing, sewage treatment works. Um, again, they're majorly disruptive to you know the kind of the makeup of a country, right? So those kind of things would be prime targets. Um, and if you're, a, you know, the, the NIS directive defines those as operators of essential services, that kind of thing. So if you're operating in that space, then there's going to be, you know, quite a heavy impact on you if you were to be exploited or compromised or targeted, for, for instance. There's a couple of other areas that would be pretty underpinning, which is things like uh, the financial market. So a SWIFT network is being talked about at the moment as something that's, that Russia may get removed from or sanctioned against. And, and what, that, what that does is underpins the financial transactions that happen between countries. Um, being removed from that is quite a heavy sanction, ultimately. But yeah, if, you, if you're able to disrupt the financial markets of, of a country, you know, people can't buy things, can't buy products, that kind of thing, then you, you're, on, you're a long way towards creating havoc and, and you know, concern in that, in, in that society. So how would you know as a business then if you've been targeted or more concerning if you've actually been compromised? In this particular case, right now, it's probably best to assume that you have been at some point in the in the past. So, I guess what I'm trying to say by that is assume right now that everything's bad, uh, particularly out there. There's, there's not your assets, it's not your networks. Assume that the, everything's bad out there. It's not just you know the, the attack space of your your kind of malicious nation states, but it's, it could be everything out there. So at this point in time, it's better to uh, take an, uh, an assumed compromise view um, and then work from there. So um, ultimately, if you were to be targeted, 
by a nation state. The chances are it would have happened months ago. They're not going to try and break down the doors right now. They've probably been sat in your network for some time if it's happened. And so really what you're trying to do now is just to establish what you've got. So what do you have to protect? What is your boundaries? Look, what, you know, what do your boundaries look like? So what are the assets out there that, that are hanging out there? What, and what does ultimately, what does normal behavior look like for those assets? So talking about things on a, you know, a network level. So what does your average network traffic look like on a given day when you talk about assets that might be sat in a certain network segment, like a DMZ, for example? You know, are they starting to now reach outbound where they didn't previously reach outbound? That kind of thing. Any any internal hosts that are now starting to initiate uh, communications outbound that previously wouldn't have done that. Um, so they're the kind of things that you now need to start being able to to establish is is, is something new is happening um, over the past you know a couple of weeks, month, for example. So that's kind of what you should be looking at, I think, at this point in time with regards to whether you have been compromised or whether you have been targeted, is to assume something is happening or has potentially happened, and then make the right steps to, to move that forward and, and make a, make a, make the right assumptions, really. And what would you recommend businesses do right now? So right now, I think a lot of that comes down to the, the baselining. So, yeah, what is happening on my network today? What's happening on my assets today? That didn't happen a week ago. So have that view. If you are not able to do that because you didn't have a baseline of what happened last week, i.e. you weren't taking the right login, um, you weren't monitoring the traffic accordingly, now would be a good time to start having that view. So, of course, if you start to baseline today's activity and there is some malicious activity in there, okay, it's going to include that. But this is a starting point of where you can start to, to pull out the relevant information and start to triage what, what potentially is happening. There's things in there such as uh, whitelisting of applications. So if you were to consider an attack chain, for example, um, someone may have got access to a, an asset already. What you now want to start doing is watch for lateral movements. So um, are they going to... You know, start executing different uh, executables on a on a on a machine that wouldn't normally see those kind of executables. So, for example, if a, a workstation starts using um, MS Build, for example, which is a way of running code in memory, ultimately that's not a normal activity for your average workstation or your average server. Some of them will do that normally, no no problem about that, but some of them won't. And it's having that view of is this a normal activity? Should I be expecting to see this kind of thing happening on? this workstation or on this server, for example, that kind of thing. I think ultimately there's something there about um, logging as well. Make sure that you are taking logs, you're storing them centrally as, you know, good, good cyber hygiene would, would dictate. Appreciate that that's not always the easiest task to do. You might have a distributed network, you might not have the, the connectivity, you might have the storage space, you might not have the, the technical capacity to do that. However, any sort of logging is better than none. You may well treat your kind of edges of the networks that kind of thing as a, an inbound outbound so you know what's kind of coming in you can block as much of that as you like you can start to monitor what's going out as well and in a bit more detail so if you did nothing if you weren't able to do it everywhere then categorize your your assets start to look in a prioritized order so highly critical assets first and foremost edge a boundary route is that kind of thing um as, as a next stage and then you might filter it down into into your lower Kind of you know your lower priority assets such as workstation and endpoints and that kind of thing. Um, I think the other parts I would mention as well in here is around things like your preparedness. So we talk about an attack happening. A lot of places will have an incident response plan. A lot of organisations may not be fully aware of what's in the incident response plan. So they know they've got one. It's stored somewhere in a file server. But I think there's, a, there's an exercise here in ensuring that all people within the team have access to that, that, that 
it's a response plan. They know what's in it. They've ultimately, hopefully, had the chance to stress test it in, in recent months. Uh, and if they haven't, then, okay, let's just focus on what we do have written down. The same applies for things like playbooks. So ensure that we do have a playbook in place for certain attack types and certain attack vectors to know how to defend against those. Uh, and where they don't exist, then there are good resources out there where you, where you can find them You know, on your favorite search engine, for example. You might be able to find a ransomware playbook. The other things I would recommend, uh, at least from a technical point of view, is, is something around backups. So I would start to talk about having your backups um, being a little bit longer than six months. So we, we have, I suppose we talked in a previous question about the fact that an attacker may have had a longer term view of, of you as a target and may well have been in the network for some time. We would certainly suggest that you might hold your, your backups now for a little bit longer than you would have done previously, just on the basis that if they were there four months ago, you might want to back up from six months ago. And if they were there six months ago, you might want to back up from nine months ago to get you back to some sort of state where you're in, you know, you're in a clean state, for example. It goes without saying as well that backups should be stored off off the network somewhere. So ideally an off an out-of-band network, uh, an out-of-band backup procedure somewhere is, is, is obviously um, optimal. What we see in a lot of the news cases, a lot of uh, attacks where a ransomware might have got into a network, for example. The backups are stored on the same server that were ransomware, so they become pretty useless. Um, I think in this case, there's a lot of argument for having making sure that you've got off offline backups in place as well. Elsewhere, there's probably things that a, a wider company picture can do. So the security team will likely be kind of running around with their hair on fire at the minute and wondering if this is a bad thing and should they be worried about it. Chances are that probably yes, if they're in a, you know if they're operating any sort of critical infrastructure you know, any financial systems, that kind of thing, anything that underpins society, yes, they should be worried about it. Um, and I guess there's a wider piece for the the wide the, the rest of the company, and, and that's giving the, the security team the support, as much support as they can give them, you know, cross-functional support. And things like procurement cycles, so if it becomes clear that there is a, a tool that would be necessary or a piece of hardware that would be really useful right now, let's try and cut down the procurement life cycle from, you know, six months to now sort of thing, if it's, less, if it's something that's needed right this instant. And to be honest, there's a lot of companies uh, that are offering free services, whatever it might look like, in response to what's happening at the minute. So maybe ask your vendor, your favorite vendor, if, if there's something in the pipeline that you're wanting to, to onboard, that whether that's an option you can have a look at and get it in early, uh, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of things that, that a company can do, and it's around the procedural and pr- the process side of things about shortening uh, the life cycle of what would normally take a few months to, to kind of, we need this now, so let's get it sorted over the next couple of days type thing. Again, there's probably something here as well around individuals. So on an individual level, now is probably a good time to start to recognize that your social media accounts, your email accounts, that kind of thing could become targets. You know, if you're operating any critical infrastructure, you know, maybe you're operating at Wall Street Works or something like that, you're, you're going to be potentially of a, an interest, let's say. Um, and so now is, now is a good time to start to, to apply Good security hygiene to your own personal accounts, um, such that they can't be leveraged in, in any way moving forward. So, you know, talk about things like good password hygiene, using using multi-factor authentication, those types of security control should be now coming to the forefront of your mind as well. That's great, Nick. Thanks very much for some uh, really good advice there. So thank you. So Nick, what would you recommend businesses should do now, right now? I would recommend four things that, that businesses can do straight away. So the first one is a baseline inactivity. So um, you should start to have a view now of, of what normal looks like on a given network, on a given host. And if something doesn't look right versus your normal pattern, now's the time to start to act around that. 
I would also start to talk about logging has been an essential thing. So we need to have visibility um, into what's happening. Um, so make sure you are logging in the right areas um, across servers, networks, uh, inbound, you know, in ingress and egress points, endpoint devices, that kind of thing. Uh, make sure the logs are centrally stored and, and they're, they're stored in an area that is triageable so that if something did happen and you had a, a feeling that there was um, something going on and you needed to pull that data, to make sure it's in an area that can be can be pulled easily and triaged in, within. And ultimately, if you're not doing logging right now, now's a good time to start. Uh, there's no time like the present. Um, and, and ultimately, you should do that on a criticality basis. So if you've got a really set of critical applications or critical hosts, now would be the perfect time to to start there, for example, and work down as, as, as a, the criticality of an asset lowers. The third point I would say is, is expect something may have happened already. So I wouldn't expect an inbound attack happening right now. The, the, the chances are if you were targeted, it happened a few months ago. But what you should start to do is look for new outbound communications being initiated from areas within your network, assets within your network that you wouldn't expect normally to be doing a, a, an outbound communication. You should have a view, really, of you know the number of servers um, and critical infrastructure that is normally reaching out, and if anything outside of that kind of normal range is starting to do that activity, that would be an indicator of compromise, a potential indicator of compromise. And then the fourth one would be around um, playbooks uh, and incident response plans. So make sure that if you do have them, that there is awareness of them in the wider company that people who need to know what's in them, know what's in them. There's, there's you know, the, the level of awareness is raised ultimately because whilst you may have written it and may have know where it's located and stored, there's a good chance that other people in the company might not do uh, know where that is. So there's a piece there around making sure that the, the, the things that you do have, the building blocks you do have are suitable right now and ready to be used ultimately. Yeah, thanks a lot, Nick. That's been uh, yeah, really interesting. Uh, clearly, this is a really fast-moving uh, situation that we're in and I guess cyber warfare in any any circumstance is going to be quickly evolving so if anything more of interest comes out from a device perspective that we can uh, furnish everyone with then then we'll we'll record another one of these sessions and, and get it out there for you so thanks very much